Our first scripture reading, Jeremiah chapter 23. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for my people. You have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for your, for your evil deeds, declares the Lord. Then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As you're able, I invite you to stand for the reading of our gospel. Our gospel tonight is from John chapter 10. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Well, grace and peace are yours from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, At the beginning, you got to see me on screen with Magdalene, our comfort dog. Really excited about Magdalene to have Magdalene on our staff. I want to introduce you to another dog, though. This dog is my dog, Getty. And I've had Getty for nine years now. He is a golden doodle, and he's the coolest dog ever. And I can come home in the middle of the night... Like at two o'clock, if I fly in from the West Coast and my flight gets in like at midnight or one, I can come through the door at two o'clock in the morning and that's about all he does. He'll just kind of peek his head up. And, but if there's a truck pulling up outside, like the Amazon truck or the UPS truck, he will run to the door to see who's coming. Getty knows my sounds. He knows the sound of my car. He knows the sound of my car door. He knows what it sounds like when I'm walking through the front door. But if there's a sound that he doesn't recognize, he's up and alert. He's ready to go after it. After nine years, Getty knows me. He knows what I sound like. Today in our scripture reading, Jesus tells a parable like that, that the sheep of a shepherd know their shepherd's voice like that. He tells that story, you kind of need to know the background. Right before this in John, and it's always fascinating when when we get scripture readings, it's always fascinating to look around it because it informs so much of what's going on. And this is one of those times. Jesus had just healed a blind man previously in the book of John. And the blind man is confronted by the Pharisees. And the Pharisees ask, Who did this? How could this guy do this? And and he says, it's Jesus. I think he's the son of God. He's the one. And the Pharisees get so upset with him. And they have him kicked out 
of the temple. They, they excommunicate him from the group because this man is saying that Jesus is from God. Now think about that for a minute. The Pharisees are the ones that are supposed to be the keepers of the people of God. They're, they're the ones that are supposed to know the scriptures so well and looking forward to the coming of a savior. And here they are denying the very works of Jesus. And they're having a man that was blind and now he can see. They actually don't know what to do with him and they actually have him kicked out of the presence of the temple and the other followers of Judaism at that time. And then Jesus tells this story. He tells the story of sheep. And to know a little bit about the culture and and how they dealt with sheep, oftentimes families didn't have a lot, but they would have a few sheep. And when it came time to go to bed at night, sometimes they would pool their resources with other families and there would be a pen where at night they would bring all the sheep together and put them into one pen. And there would be sheep from four or five or 10 different families all gathered together. In the morning time, when it came to get the sheep out, each family or each shepherd would come and they would call for their sheep and sure enough, Mixed in with all the sheep, a few sheep from this family would come out and they would follow. And then the next person would come and they would call their sheep and their sheep would listen to that voice and they would come and they would follow. And Jesus says that this is what it's like with the people of God, that they know the shepherd's voice so well that they will follow no one else. They want to follow the, their shepherd home. And, and I think of my dog, Getty. My dog, Getty, knows that I'm probably going to bring him something nice or I'm going to take care of him, but he's worried if somebody else comes in, what is that person going to do? He and I have a good relationship. He doesn't have a relationship with other people that might be coming through the door. Jesus says that that is the type of relationship that we are to have with him, like a loving shepherd, someone who we can trust at all times, and in all situations. But the Pharisees, the Pharisees are the ones that are being spoken against. This parable is not so much to the believers or or to the people that are to follow Jesus. Actually, this is a parable against those teachers. It's against the ones that are coming in and he says are stealing the sheep because they're not going through the door. They're going a different way. And if you keep reading in the book of John, Jesus calls himself not only the good shepherd, he says he is the door. He is the one that we go in and out through. He is the one that allows us access to the Father. And what the Sadducees are doing and the Pharisees, what they're doing is they're trying to gain access to the people not through Jesus, not through God's plan of salvation, but through some other way. And if you know the Sadducees or the Pharisees, if you know their access to the people is through the rules and the laws. The Pharisees believed that God was going to bless the people of Israel only and if they followed the rules. And if they didn't follow the rules, they were going to be cursed. And so the Pharisees wanted to make sure that people were following the law as close as they could and they added so many rules on top of the law itself. So much so that you had to tithe a tenth of your spices, a tenth of your cumin, 
a tenth of every single spice. They were so down to the penny on everything. Jesus is giving a warning also to the people. Be careful to anybody who comes at you in any other way than through Jesus, through what we know about how our God works. Our God is clearly seen for us in the work of our Savior. And if you try to gain access to God through any other way, through any other means, even if it sounds good, like do this and do that, it's misleading because we only approach God through Jesus. It's easy for us to listen to other voices. It's easy for us to to be deceived. And all of it is clearly the voice of the deceiver. It comes to us through different ways, through anything that's not pointing us to our Savior, apart from God's work for us through our Good Shepherd. And so we have to ask ourselves, do we know the voice of our good shepherd? Without a doubt, are we sure that it's his voice? It's Jesus. Is the shepherd saying, I am the good shepherd. And look at what I have done for you. I am what you need. I have what you need. You see, the voice of the deceiver will make you look anywhere else and think you need something more. It's interesting as we work with Magdalene, the most important command as as we're doing these, uh, as the handlers teach the commands or if they follow these commands, the most important command for Magdalene is when they say look. And when they say look, Magdalene's supposed to look at the, at the, the handler. Because if you're in a situation where Magdalene might be distracted and go for something that she shouldn't go for or see something she shouldn't see or do something, you have to get her attention back to you. And so you say, look. It's the only time that they actually give her food as a a reward when she looks. Because it's so important where our focus is. I think this is true for us as well. We have to think about what are we focusing on, especially when we get into those tough times, those troubled times. Where do we turn our attention when things get rough? Do we look to ourselves? Do we look to something else? Or do we look to our good shepherd? Do we look to Jesus? We sang the song with the kids, I Just Want to Be a Sheep. And it's a really fun song. And I was telling this to some of our pastors and they're like, oh, I think I kind of like that song now because they didn't like it first. Um, Because I said, you know, there's actually a lot in that I just want to be a sheep song. And if you think about each one of the things that we're not supposed to be, the first thing we're not supposed to be is a hypocrite. And a hypocrite is somebody that is two-faced. They're one way in one time and one way in another. And there's not a clear identity of who they are. Their situation changes based on who they're with. And as a sheep, that is truly the identity that we want to have. I am nothing. My good shepherd is everything. And I completely rely on him. And my identity is completely found in my shepherd, my good shepherd. He's the one I listen to. And without him, I'm lost. So I don't want to be a hypocrite that doesn't have an identity and flips whichever way they want to. My identity is in Christ alone. The second thing, I don't want to be a Pharisee. 
And the Pharisees are the ones that thought it was about their own actions and that their, their wellness and their blessing depended on how well they were following the law. And as a sheep, we, we realize that it's completely what God has done for me. That is what determines my standing before God. It's not anything that I can do because I can never do enough. But as a sheep, I know my good shepherd has done it all. And now I want to follow him. It's in response. I'm not his sheep because I follow him. I follow him because he's the one that's called me. And then the Sadducees. You know, the Sadducees were, were ones that were, they were very political. And they, they made moves based on what was going to give them power. And that's how they thought that they could get by in life. And so they got in with the Romans and made them not, not good with the other Jewish people. But they were very political. And that's how they found their strength in worldly things like that. We don't find our strength in, in how much power we have in this world, being politically correct and all of those things. But it's in Jesus, our good shepherd alone. The Canaanites. The Canaanites sought meaning in their world through earthly pleasure. I mean, the Canaanites, they were the ones that they had all kinds of idols to all kinds of various gods and things trying to find pleasures of this world. But we know the true lasting joy is found in Jesus alone. And finally, the Babylonians, they had one of the most powerful empires of all time, the Babylonians. They didn't have a need for the true God because they thought that they were good enough on their own. They were powerful enough. Who needs God when you're on top of the world, right? They thought that their world power, that, that they were in power, but we humble ourselves as followers of the good shepherd. Each one of those different groups have different sins that we all deal with. Sins of, of false and misplaced identity. Sins of, of being prideful, of greed and power of compromise, of false satisfaction, of arrogance. All of those things keep us away. They're voices that call us away from our true good shepherd. But we should remember that chorus every time. I just want to be a sheep. I, Lord, just take me. Let me follow you. Let me humble myself before you. So what can we take away from today? First of all, I think it's important for us to get to know the voice of God. We, get, we need to know the voice of the good shepherd so well that nothing will be able to take us away from it. So that no other voice will allow us to be fooled and think, oh, maybe that's the voice of God. I need to go that way. I need to learn the voice of God so well, the voice of our good shepherd. And how do we do it? We're doing it tonight. We listen to his word read. We teach about God's word. We, we sing it. We share it with one another. We're so familiar with the voice of God that nothing can take us away from it. Secondly, that we flee from other voices. Jesus says when the sheep don't recognize the voice, they run away. My dog, Getty, I don't think he would bite anybody. He would probably run if somebody came into our house that wasn't supposed to be there. He'd probably bark all along the way to warn us, but he would probably flee from it. But that's what, that's what Jesus says the sheep need to do. Run away from voices that you shouldn't be listening to. Don't give them time or your ear. Don't listen to those voices. And finally, follow. Follow the trusted voice. 
See where God is leading you. What is he calling you into? Where is he calling you to trust in him? Where is he calling you to say, hey, I'm going to lead you through this. Psalm 23 is such a beautiful picture of, of what God does for us. That even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear it. Because I know my good shepherd is with me. He guides me and he leads me. He leads me to greener pastures. He, he leads me to fresh, clean water. You see, we need Jesus. We need his guiding voice in our lives. We need what only he can offer to us. And we can trust him. He's proven himself faithful. We can trust our good shepherd that he has nothing but the best in store for us. We don't always understand what we're going through, even if it is that valley of the shadow of death. But the promises are that he's going to go through it with us, not to leave us there. He promises his presence with us. He promises his grace and his forgiveness. He promises us his peace and eternal life. He is our good shepherd, and we are his sheep. I just want to be a sheep. Ba, 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 ba. Amen.